What up, guys? Welcome back to the Motor Girl Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is actually my second episode on a Wednesday, and which is quite shocking because we have been really slacking on our podcast episodes. We've been pumping out one a week, and I know I'm like I'm the worst when it comes to the LCBU challenge that I got uh, called out on by Cameron, and I know a lot of other guys are doing it. So I really need to step up my game and start, you know, bringing out more content, more podcasts for you guys to listen to while you're out working. I know there's so many lawn care podcasts now, big ones, small ones. I know majority of my audience likes to listen to smaller ones. But hey, you know, even I like to listen to the big ones sometimes, but truth be told, the big ones sometimes get boring because they're just flooded with ads and flooded with commercials and yeah it gets annoying and i'm sure you guys understand but everyone's got to make money somehow so i completely understand that part as far as from a business perspective and i know some people do it full-time but the smaller ones i like listen to because there's more of a personal connection between the listener and the speaker and what i mean by that is see we well, as far as me, I listen to a lot of solopreneurs um, like Tony and a few other guys. Uh, shout out to my man, Lawn Care Talk, Tony Rudolph. Man, he's such an encouragement. If you listen to this, Tony, man, I just want to say thank you so much for kind of uh, lifting my spirit a little bit on the podcast, telling me to, you know, continue doing what I'm doing and. You love you. Li- you listen to my podcast every single time, even if they're short ones. So continue doing them. So I really appreciate that, man. Thank you so much. I wanted to get on here today, and I, I had a topic in mind that I wanted to talk about, but I, I actually erased my recording, and I'm re-recording now because I want to talk about something else. Um, I initially wanted to talk about setbacks in your lawn care business, but that's probably going to be in a future episode. And the setbacks I'm talking about, for example, just some like rain delays or equipment breaking down or, um, you know, uh, road closed or customers, you know, wanting you to reschedule or whatever, you know, sprinklers are on <laughs> or some kind of, you know, things happen. But that's not really what I want to talk, what, what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about my... Uh, some new pieces of equipment that I purchased. Now I'll go more in depth into each and every one of them, but I'm sorry if you hear my sprinklers. Um, I'm sitting in the garage recording this right now because it's kind of we we don't have AC in the house currently, and so we have to use one of those um, portable AC units that you run the you know vent hose outside out of the window. You guys sure understand. And for those of you that don't have AC, central AC in the home, you know, you got to buy, you know, either the window AC units or one of those portable ones, and then they make a ton of noise. So I just decided to come out here, and the sprinklers decided to turn on. But anyways, got that out of the, uh, getting that out of the picture. I wanted to talk to you guys about something that I bought recently. And that was a battery mower. 
And I know, Tony, I just listened to all of yours. I caught up to them. And you just you were talking about wanting to eventually buy a battery mower. And I had to buy one. I didn't just buy one for the fun of it, to try. I had to buy one. Now, hear me out. Could I have bought something cheaper? Yes. Do I have a reason to buy this piece of equipment? Yes, definitely. And what I bought was the RMA 510V. That's the steel 21-inch self-propelled battery-operated mower. Why did I buy that? And why did I spend... Oh, man, how much was it? I think it was like four or five hundred. I'd have to go back. I think it was five hundred with tax. And that's just the unit itself. <laughs> Some of you were like, you really just spent five hundred dollars on a 21 inch battery operated push mower that didn't come with the battery nor charger? Yes. So I had a 21 inch, no, I'd say a 20 inch Troy built gas push mower and this was a few weeks ago and I got it for free from uh, on the side of the road and I decided to fix it up during the winter because you never know when you need a 21 or a 20 whatever I think it was a 21 and, but anyways I oh my cat scratching the hold up hey okay I thought he was scratching my new mower bag. <laughs> you know, with cats, man, they rip stuff up. My my zero turn seat's all scratched up and everything, but man. So going back, um, I had the 21 inch mower that I got for free, fixed it up. And of course, believe it or not, had a customer that needed me to cut a 21 inch yard, or sorry. <laughs> Their backyard, the only way you could get back there was with a 21 inch push mower. Like you could not put a 30 inch Time Master, Turf Master back there, it's impossible. So the way the fence and the AC units just built, you guys know what I'm talking about. It's just impossible to put, you know, to get a 30 back in there. And anyways, was using that three, four times to cut that backyard. And I think on the fifth time, all of a sudden, it started, smoked, and then it died. And I'm in the back. Like, we got a full days of work to do, you know. It was, like, I'd say we were two-thirds of the way done with our route, and that happens. Now, that's the only property I used that mower on, so I guess it wasn't that bad of a breakdown. But the mower broke down. Like, it wouldn't start. It would start and die, and then it did that again, and then after, like, 30 pulls, it wouldn't start. So... It was, there was gas, there was everything. I just figured, you know, it's a, it's a piece of junk. It costs like $250, $300 at the Walmart. And if you have one, no offense, but um, I would go and buy a better piece of machine if you could afford it. Because these, the way the, the way the motor's built, like this Briggs & Stratton, cheap Briggs & Stratton that they make in Chinese, I think they're all Lawson engines now. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. But they have plastic like camshafts inside of them and a lot of plastic components and they have a plastic carburetor that always seems to clog up. Like the tiniest piece of speck of dust will clog up the main jet and it'll make it not run. So um, 
And I've been like before that breakdown, I've been noticing that it would start and die, but then I would start it up again and it would run. So I'm like, I didn't bat, you know, I didn't give it too much thought. I was like, well, maybe it just, you know, had some debris. And so, you know, I kept, I kept running it that way until it finally decided to not start. So anyways, I knocked on the door and I told the client, I'm like, hey, uh, Miss Jones, it's not her name, but hey, Miss Jones, I'm going to be back. My machine broke down. We mowed your front. We edged it up, made everything look nice. We trimmed your back and blew it up. And unfortunately, we didn't mow it because my machine broke down. Uh, but I'm going to be going and buying a new one and I'll get it done today, if not tomorrow. But I told her for sure, uh, more than likely we'll get it done today. So, yeah, speaking of setbacks, equipment breakdowns, man. I hate them. Last year, we had the worst. We had so many breakdowns with the Time Master. I had to go and buy Turf Master. And that's what we're using this year. So, Time Master's still broken. It's got cracked exhaust um, on the block or something like that. Something that's just giving me too much a headache to trying to repair it, so I just tossed it aside and using my backup, which is a better mower, with the, t the Turf Master. But that's been a workhorse all year round. So no complaints there. But, uh, yeah, equipment breakdown's not fun. So I went to the North 40, and I've been thinking about getting this RMA 510 for a while. And the only reason... Like, well, not the only reason, but a few reasons why I want, wanted to get it was because, you know, to mow my own front yard early in the morning, plus it's, it's it, you know, I have the whole AP line of machine or uh, battery equipment from Steel, the AP series. And, but I didn't have a mower. I have a chainsaw, I have a trimmer, edger, combi. I don't have a mower though. So I said, you know what? Why would I go and spend, let's just say $300 or $350, $400 for like a Honda, you know, almost commercial style. One of those, you know, the silver deck ones that everyone gets at Home Depot. They're like $400, $500, depending on which one you get. I'm like, why would I go and spend that much money for one of those when I only mow one property? and risk of having that machine break down <laughs> and trust me guys like i smaller equipment smaller push mowers handheld equipment i'm converting slowly to battery operated because i am starting to hate messing around with engines and oil and mixes i i don't know about you guys but like for me i've been running battery basically all this year like handheld equipment and it's been great. Haven't had no issues other than some batteries have been recently overheating with this heat and they start blinking red lights and I'm like, man. So, uh, Tony, please. I know, I think you may have made one of these, one of these podcast episodes, but can you make a new one <laughs> about how to keep your batteries cool? I know you, it's easy enough to go and buy a cooler and have like ice packs, not physical ice but ice packs and i was thinking like buying a cooler that's big enough to fit five six batteries 
and then have the ice packs wrapped in like a towel. But then I'm afraid of moisture buildup. So I'm on the, I'm ready to pull the trigger on a cooler. I got the ice packs. I'm ready to pull the trigger on the cooler. But I don't want damage to my batteries, man. Those batteries are expensive. So if you could give me some advice, even email me, that'd be great. And if any of you that are listening, running battery-operated equipment and do the old cooler, cool the batteries down trick with the cooler, please inform me of how to do it properly because I don't want to cause any damages. So, um, yeah, let me know. But that's one problem I've been running into is the batteries are draining faster in the hot weather than they are in the colder weather. So I have to find a way to keep them cold. But other than that, that's probably the only thing is, that's the only problem. Now with gas, obviously you got more problems. You got, you know, uh, (laughs) equipment won't start in the morning. Well, that's, you know. That puts you on a, that, that's a really bad setback, man. When they don't start in the morning, like at home, and your backup don't start because they're both, you know, gas operated. Yeah. Talk about setbacks. Anyways, um, going back, uh, way back, we went on a little rabbit trail there. Going way, way back, talking about the RMA 510. Picked it up, came back to the property, threw my battery in there. I had the batteries already. Threw a battery in there, mowed it just fine. I finished up the whole backyard. It was a very, very small backyard. Maybe took me, you know, seven minutes to mow the whole thing. And I just mulched it. And it didn't even change a bar. Like, it didn't remove a bar. Like, I have four lights on my battery and didn't even remove one. So I'm like, oh, that's nice, you know. It barely takes up any power. And it's got like eco mode on it, which I turn off because, I mean, I'm not taking off, you know, a third of an inch. I'm taking off, uh, you know, half an inch, sometimes one inch and trying to mulch that. And so I need the most amount of power I can at all times. And with the eco mode, when it senses senses that it's not cutting anything, it'll like drop down RPMs. And then once you, it goes under load again, uh, I guess when it's not under load, it drops RPMs. And then when it is under load, it goes back up. And I didn't like that. I just turned it off. But I can turn it on if I'm just doing my own yard and taking off, you know, a third or something. But even that, I like, the, I like when they're spinning at all times, the blades. Or the blade with a mulching blade. It's got one blade. And it's a 21-inch deck, if you're wondering if, if I didn't say that already. But um, so far, so good. I enjoyed it. I know I use it, again, for one property, and I use it for my own as well. I, I like mowing my front yard with a battery mower because especially with the mulching blade. It's got that curved mulching blade. It mulches up real fine, real nice. You know, I'm giving back the nutrients back into the soil so I don't have to fertilize as much. And uh, I don't have to collect any grass clippings, you know. So that's another plus. So that's it. That's the RMA 510. And 
I want to look at it, make sure I didn't miss anything. Oh, and then also, so it is a self-propelled, and it's got a few, you know, it's got like the low, it's got like that personal pace feature with a th like a throttle. I guess you can go slow, you can go fast, you choose, um, it's up to you. So, well, we talked enough about the RMA, um, but, you know, one less engine, one less engine, guys. <laughs> and that's a good thing, for me at least, is when you're trying to convert slowly to battery operated, you got to do it one at a time. So I did my trimmers, I did my edgers, I did my chainsaws, I did all my combi attachments, well, obviously with the with the uh, combi system, switch that over. And now switched my 21 inch mower with the battery. So again, one less engine to worry about. And now the 21 inch gas mower is sitting on the side of the house and I'm probably just gonna put it out for free because <clears throat> I don't really need it. And maybe someone will take it, fix it up and uh, it'll bring them a benefit because they won't have to go and purchase a brand new mower. Uh, I cleaned it up nice. I mean, I made it look shiny, so it's pretty good as long as you can fix it up, repair it, and, you know, maintain it. I mean, I maintain the whole thing. You know, I changed the oil, sharpened the blade, changed the spark plug, put ethanol-free fuel, sea foam, the whole nine, cleaned the carb, and for some reason, you know, four, four or five uses later, it it gave up. So... Who knows? Who cares? Uh, it's not my problem anymore. The Darwin's Grip 6.0 arrived at my door last week. No. Monday. Monday. It's not last week. Two days ago. And so what I did was I installed them. Uh, the only reason I ordered two is because, yes, I do have a trimmer. So I have the three, I have the Green Touch Industries three trimmer, or three trimmer rack, yeah, the green one. And I have my edger, my, in the middle, or on the top I have my edger, in the middle I have my trimmer, they're both battery, and on the bottom, if you guys have seen my lawn care trailer setup, check it out, Moto Grow channel. And on the bottom, I have my FS90R, just dedicated trimmer, and it had no Darwin's grip. Thursday last week, my brother-in-law was helping me out. We ran into an issue where we did not have one battery. <laughs> so, or I think we might have, I think we had to pull, I think we had to bust out the old gas. Actually, now, I, now that I think about it, I, uh... <laughs> I can't remember, but I think there was a there was a time where we had to use the FS90 for some point. And oh, sorry guys, now I remember. We had a big property, and I had to uh, we had to both trim. And I'm like, I took the <laughs> I took the battery one with the Darwin's grip, and he was left with the FS90. Now I know when you. When you switch to a Darwin's grip, you do not switch back. You do not switch back to a loop handle. It's just a fact. 
you get so used to the Darwin's grip and it's so nice on the back that when you go to a loop handle, when someone gives you a trimmer with the loop handle, man, you will not like it. It will not feel good. You will not enjoy trimming your back. You'll feel like it's arched and you will have a bad experience and you will wish that, you know, that trimmer had a Darwin's grip. And I just, I just hope that everyone buys one. I mean, if you don't have a Darwin's grip and you haven't tried one, I'd highly suggest you check them out. I'm not sponsored by Darwin's grip uh, to say any of this, but I did reach out to Ronnie, or Robbie, I think it's Robbie, not Ronnie. Shout out to you, Robbie, man, if you're listening to this. Great product, great invention. And uh, But anyways, I if, if you are wanting to buy one, go to darwinsgrip.com. And I do have my own code. I set it up with them. It's, uh, it's Phil10. There's so many other codes out there, but if you guys want to help me out, I do get a little kickback from it. And so if you want to help the channel, support it. And if you're wondering uh, how you can save 10%, well, use code Phil10. That's F-I-L-L-10, number 10. F-I-L-L, number 10. Phil10. Use that at checkout, save 10%. And that's capital, all capital letters, Phil, all right? But anyways, um, I have the 5.0s installed on both battery and the FS90 didn't have a Darwin's grip. And my brother-in-law was complaining. He's like, dude, you need another Darwin's grip. Because <laughs> when we're both trimming, I don't want to use that one. <laughs> you know? so I'm like, all right, you're just being a baby. Here, give me that. So I get the FS90. I start trimming. I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> he's right. <laughs> when you Trust me, when you use the Darwin's grip, and you go back to a loop panel, man, it's bad news. You, you'll wanna, you'll wanna throw a Darwin's grip on. So we did. I ordered two, and uh, the only reason I ordered two is because you actually save quite a bit if you order two of them. One of them is like fifty-five or fifty-nine ninety-nine. Price might have went up. Uh, let's just say they're sixty dollars a piece. Well, if you order two of them, I think they're. 50 or 55 so you save you know 10 15 dollars here there and i figured that it's always good to have a backup everything so now both of my battery my edger and trimmer have a darwin's grip like they always did now my backup trimmer the fs90 has a darwin's grip and I have a backup Darwin's grip just in case. You never know what might happen. And the sprinklers just turned off. Good. <laughs> you never know what might happen. Do I like the Darwin's grip 6.0? Kind of. <laughs> I really like the 5.0. Well, how should I say this? That was my first Darwin's grip that I ever had. And um, I liked it. But there was one, like, the only thing I don't like is uh, the clamp, like, the threads on the grip itself, the tube, the little sl slits, they seem to um, wear out and, like, they'll free spin sometimes. Like, the handle will just free spin because you put so much vibration force on it 
that'll sometimes free spin so you have to constantly tighten up the clamp and eventually over time and that thing will just strip out and it won't hold on anymore because it's just you know has i don't know it's not even how should i say this yeah just i guess it just strips out and doesn't hold anymore well on the 6.0s they changed them to a different clamp now you don't get uh the bike style handlebar clamp you get like a three-point axis clamp that can be adjusted in many ways but the way i have my darwin's grip installed is uh is impossible to have it set up on the 6.0 so the 5.0 the way it's set up on my original pieces of equipment is near impossible to get the same exact setup on my 6.0 which might sound confusing, but if you ran a 5.0 or 4.0 or 3.0 all your life and you switch to a 6.0, it's going to take some time to get used to it. And I got it set up kind of similar. And again, I don't, I'm not the main trimmer guy. I have a helper that helps me trim. I sometimes trim. So I set my original FS90 my original Darwin's grip on it, the way I like it. So if I ever have to trim, <laughs> you know, I'll have my setup. <laughs> so, but the 6.0 set up on the new KMA, or the new 6.0 set up on the KMA-135R, which my, my helper uses, and he said he liked it. So uh, I might do a few adjustments here and there, see if he notices, see if he starts complaining, then we'll adjust back. But... I think I had it a little too low, like clamped a little too far down. So I brought it up a little bit and we'll see how that goes because I actually did have to use it today on the first property. And um, we used it or I used it and I'm like, man, this thing has to be adjusted. Like you could feel you're still leaning in a little bit. And the whole point of Darwin's grips is to have your back straight. And your posture straighter when you're trimming. And I still felt like I was leaning in. Like I'd never lean in with my, um, I'd never lean in with my 5.0. I would always, you know, have it straight. But again, the handle sits a little lower on the 6.0. It sits, you know, in a different position. And so, you can again, what I was talking about, you can't get it perfectly adjusted like the 5.0. But, um, so what I was saying was I had to readjust. Hey, man, cats, man, they jump on your car, leave scratches. It ain't good. But, um, yeah, so I, I'll have to get used to it if, since I don't do the majority of the trimming anymore, I do the mowing almost all the time, um, I just have to adjust it to my helper's liking. And maybe one day I'll, you know, we'll spend, you know, 10 minutes just adjusting it to his posture, to his height, to his arm length, because everyone's different. And yes, you actually have to adjust, you know, kind of get a feel for how you like the Darwin's grip, whether you have the 5.0 or 6.0. You have to give it some time. You can't just install it and feel like, oh, this thing's crap because it feels wrong. No. It will never feel, 
it will only f it, it will never again feel wrong if you adjust it perfectly and again 5.0's got them down 6.0 still not there so again it'll take some time but if you guys have any experience with the 6.0's I want you, I want hopefully you guys can make a podcast episode on them or or make a podcast episode in general about Darwin's grip if you have used them and you don't like them let me know if you use them to this day you you the best product in the world let me know uh would love to get some feedback i again i made the switch to darwin's grip and i'm never going back to any loop handle trimmer ever i get asked so many times on youtube on the channel hey what are those handles hey what's that handle that white extra handle you know what does it do? What, you know, and people have so many questions about them, and I just send them, you know, to the to the website. The website makes it is speaks loud and clear on what it is and why it was created, who it was created for, and you know how you can order one. And sometimes they're limited in stock, so you know you guys better hurry up. <laughs> And also, you better be on the lookout on DarwinsGrip.com because sometimes they have scratched, uh, you know, scratched um, units that are on sale for like 40% off. So sometimes you can get a killer deal, but those usually go fast. So be, be on the lookout. I'm going to be ending it here soon, about 30 minutes. Thank you so much. Again, recapping um, what we talked about today. I got the RMA 510V battery operated mower and the darwin's grip hopefully you guys don't get any setbacks in your lawn care business this week hopefully it can be smooth transition into next week appreciate guys listenership thank you so much i hope to catch you guys on the next one take care god bless you